This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 Minutes or Less. Today's show is a double header pulled from September 27th back in 2016. Rod Gray from Pellet Envy is in, and he and Greg are going to catch up on just how you go about getting your barbecue team sponsored. It's a lot of great information, so let's jump right into it. Here is Rod Gray and Greg Reppy from September 27th. 2016. All right, we're talking with Rod Gray about uh, sponsorship or how to get sponsorship if you're a barbecue competition team. Look, we all know it's expensive, but how do you go about getting sponsorships and then keeping it? Probably more key than getting it originally, keeping it, of course. So, uh, Rod, let's go ahead and and continue. And here's the question, right? Is, Is there a potential moral struggle a team might need to face, for instance, let's say XYZ meat purveyor likes your potential or sees that you get out in front of a lot of different places across the country and wants to supply you with their meat. The problem is it's nothing you have ever thought about using. On top of that, the meat doesn't seem to score well at all for the folks that might have used it in the past. And now you're in this like unique vacillating position. Do you take the meat because it's free and now you have other money to a lot around the area? When you wouldn't do that if the offer wasn't there or because that's what you were hoping for, you take the sponsorship of the meat and hope you can fashion some kind of award-winning barbecue out of it, but you kind of don't believe in it either. So how does it, how does, uh, how do you go about that? I mean, it's got to be a struggle, right? Well, it is. Uh, Again, everybody wants to be sponsored. So, so you see a deal like that and you feel compelled to take it, but if, I can only answer for me, and, and my answer is no, I'm, I'm not doing that deal. And the reason I'm not doing it is if I can't look you in the eye and tell you that I use it and I love it, then I don't really stand behind it and I shouldn't be promoting it. And I'm sorry, folks, if you think you can pull that off, you might be able to fool some of the people, but people will see right through that. I mean, I've heard stories about guys getting meat deals and not using that brand of product. So if I've heard it, other people have heard it. And in the end, it doesn't do you any good, and it doesn't do this, do that marketing partner any good. So my advice is, is as badly as you want to be, as badly as you want to associate with somebody, it's not the deal for you. All sponsorships, not good sponsorships. Okay, so you land a sponsor or two or, or whatever you're hoping for, and now you're in the midst of a partnership relationship. So what do you do to kind of keep that, relationship going, cultivate it so you can grow from one year to the next? Well, the answers are really basic and simple, and they're going to sound very simple, but they're so important. The number one is you communicate. You communicate with your with your marketing partnership. Um, tell them where you're going. Tell them what you're doing. Tell them why you laid out a weekend if they were expecting you to be somewhere. Um, tell them how you're, provi- how you're providing services to them. Um, Provide feedback. If it's when I got started with Grease Lightning, for example, every time I finished an event, I sat down at the computer and I wrote out a little one page. Really, it wasn't even a page, but I wrote out a little short summary of 
where I was, how I finished, which they didn't care how I finished, how many, what the estimated attendance was, how many miles I drove there, the positives, the negatives, and what I would do if I went back. So it'd be things like I asked for a high profile spot when I arrived. They didn't give me a high profile spot. Next year, I'll be most, more, if I go back, I'll be more thorough in asking to be somewhere where the crowds can see my trailer easily, for example. It really is as simple as that, but you have to put that time in. It may take you 10 minutes a week to do that, but that's the kind of stuff that'll get you renewed and get you more money. So providing feedback to them is, is super important. Also, Greg, you want to say something? Go ahead. I was just going to say, do you think by and large, if a company is going to partner with you, they aren't really worried? I mean, certainly everybody wants to finish as well as they can, but are they more interested in the marketing aspect in the position that you're at wherever you are across the country? They're more, yeah, they're more, they're more interested in what you can do for their product than they are in how you finish. Now, granted, finishing well means the opportunity to speak to the media when sure. the event's over right. or get pictures with their logo in the picture that might make the newspaper or make social media or whatever. But ultimately, it's about promoting their brand more than it is about winning the barbecue contest. Okay. Um, okay, so um, provide that feedback. Open line of communications. Here, here's something that, that sounds so simple, but it's so important. Give more than you promise. And I'll give you an example of it. This is very simple. But when we create a proposal, we like to say that we will represent a company at 20 events per year. Knowing full well that I'm going to cook probably 30 events, plus teach some classes, plus some special engagements. So then at the end of the year, when I do a summary of, of what we did for the company over the course of the year, traveled X number of miles, we saw we stood in front of this, this number of people at all these events combined. We generated this number of estimated impressions, and um, we represented them at, I'm going to say, 32 events. They were expecting 20. We gave them 32. They feel good about that. They feel like they got not only their money's worth, but maybe they got a great deal, and maybe they could, could pry loose a few more dollars for next year. Those are the kind of small things that make such a big difference. Big difference. Have you ever thought or have you ever proposed a multi-year contract from somebody like right out of the gate? Or do you have to, would you have to be well established in being a successful marketing partner in order to bring that to a prospective marketing partner's table? I tried it a few times and I've never been successful with it personally. If you can pull that off, good for you. And it's a great way to go. But they want to actually see your performance over the course of a season before they renew you. Sometimes you're having a really good year in terms of what you're doing for them. Sometimes you'll get an early nod, say, you know, August or September, they'll say, you know what, I know we're going to renew you for next year. So you can, you can relax a little bit in terms of worrying about whether or not you're going to renew. But for the most part, it, it starts about October and they start working on their budgets and trying to figure out how they can afford you for next year. And if they want to do something with you or not, which, which that's the, by the way, that's the golden rule. When you get paid, that's when the work begins. So many teams, they get whatever they're going to get, whether it's cash or whether it's product. And as soon as they get it, they think they can coast. They think they've been paid and they can coast. They can, but then they often wonder why they never get renewed. You know, not only are we successful at garnering the marketing partnerships, but we're very successful at getting renewed at it. 
So in a, in a real life scenario, Rod, if you can remember in 2009, 2010, you were runner up uh, team of the year in KCBS as well for the folks who don't remember that. What kind of an expense outlay, you know, holding all the sponsorship and stuff, just raw number expense ballpark, did Pellet Envy have that year? Um, 09 is the year you want to talk about? Either 09, 010. I mean, you were, you know, running like crazy those two years. Well, here, here I can put it to you this way and we can try to do some math. But yep. when I cook a local contest, I figure my expenses are about $500. When I cook a an intermediate range contest like going to Nashville or going to Denver or even out a little further, I figure a contest is about $1,000. And then when I get further than that, if I go to Florida or D.C. or Vegas or wherever, I figure a contest is 1500 to $2,000. So if you look through your schedule and put those numbers next to them, you'll come up with a number. Now, the price of meat has escalated. We've become like NASCAR. We have to have the $200 briskets and we have to have the special overnighted frozen chicken and i don't do that but we have to have all this stuff that's changed that a little bit probably by a couple hundred dollars i would guess but uh, those are the numbers i used to use to kind of figure out what my season was going to cost me to put in your request for a future show please contact john solberg via email at john j-o-n at the bbq central show.com before we jump into the second segment today with Rod Gray and Greg Grempe talking about sponsorship, I'm going to ask you if you are following the Big Barbecue Central show on social media, and I have news for you. You can follow the Barbecue Central show at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. If you are a TikToker, head on over to at BBQ Central Show and give them a follow. Also, it is slash BBQ Central Show on the Facebooks. I hear the Facebook is going to be a big thing. Check it out. Let's jump into the second segment today and get some more sponsorship knowledge from Pitmaster Rod Gray. Here we go. But uh, those are the numbers I used to use to kind of figure out what my season was going to cost me. Has the the specialty stuff become so... um... I don't want to say commonplace now, but you know where you didn't have it back then in in oh nine oh ten by and large, it was easier to just get cash. Where now, because there's a lot of specialty stuff, you'll take the product in lieu of cash to offset the cash you'd be laying out. Not to be too redundant, it's not a bad way to go. You know, it's, it could save you several thousand dollars, but not cost that company so much money. Um, there are some, you know, if you garner a deal with one of these high-end brisket companies and figure out what it costs you in brisket a year, that might be a decent sponsorship in and of itself. You know, I, I don't like the idea of just product because again, you got to have the money to enter the contest. You got to have the money to get there and get home, but, but you've got to start somewhere. And if it knocks a big chunk off of your expense, it's probably not a bad way to go. Not a bad way to get your foot in the door. Not a bad way to show them what you can do for them. I totally agree. Do you think human nature wise, uh, and I'm certainly not going to paint with a broad stroke here over pitmasters across the country because I think there's obviously some very sharp ones. There's probably some that are in the middle, and there's probably some on the low end there. Do you think it's still innately uncomfortable for people to draft a proposal, sit down, and ask for people's money? Yeah, it is. It was for me. Um, you want to be self-sufficient, but if you if you want to be full-time on barbecue, or even if you don't want to be full-time, Barbecue is expensive, and if you can find a way to offset some of that, then it's it's worth a shot. You know, it's worth a shot. But 
it's it's more work than most people are willing to admit to themselves, and it's more work than a lot of people are willing to do, to be honest with you. And it does. It takes some fun away. You know, you can't fall down in the fire drunk on Friday night anymore because there's social media. By the way, social media is very important to the company these days. So if they if, if you submit to be to be a marketing partner with somebody, they go on your Facebook page and see a bunch of pictures of you being a dumbass, your odds aren't very good. If if your team name is ribs for her pleasure or <laughs> um, meat insider, the odds of you being sponsored or partnering with a company are not going to be very good. One of my major sponsors, I was just there visiting and that conversation came up and they have people all the time that send them a note. say, how do we get involved? And they tell them their team names. and They're like, there's no way I'm getting involved with a team name like that. I mean, you have to start from ground zero and shape your whole team in a way that you can promote it with a straight face and companies want to associate with you. So there's really a lot involved truthfully in garnering a successful marketing partnership. So for as much as we want to make competition barbecue, it's all good times. It's all having fun, all this stuff. If you're going to go in and start wanting to get money and be corporate guy, you're going to have to be corporate guy all the way around. Yeah, you are. Sorry. You're just going to have, and so, so if you want to do it for fun, that's great. But if you if you want to get some money out of it, you're going to have to. It, it becomes work. It becomes a business, honestly. And some guys do this t- to take their minds off of business, and I think that's great. But other guys are, are in this business, and I'm I'm one of those guys in the business. So when you started, when it wasn't the business, and now it is the business. When were you having more fun? It was more fun when it wasn't the business. I won't lie to you. You know now. We have to dot our I's and cross our T's. We have to do the right things. We have to think about someone could drop by at any time. We have to real every time I make a Facebook post, Greg, I, before I hit the, the send button, I have to decide if one of my sponsors found this, even on my personal page, how would it look to them? And so you won't find me doing too many completely outlandish things in social media because that stuff never goes away. It never leaves. Someone could look that up and find you and say, I don't want to associate with this guy. Look at this. So it's it's an important step, and it it makes things a little less fun. But you know what? I've decided is what I want to do for a living. Maybe uh, this could be the last question before we tie it up. Uh, because we are talking about social media, uh, I don't know if everybody's super savvy on it, but if you are lucky enough to get a marketing partnership, are there you know steps and advice you give people when running a Facebook page and an Instagram page and a Twitter page to make sure that they don't pitfall themselves. Um, and build, really build the well, following and build, you know, the, the, the traffic and all this to redirect to the corporate sponsorships, all that other stuff. Well, all that stuff needs to be done. You know, I, most of the time I get a pretty specific question from folks. And if I get too generic question, I, I could type my fingers off trying to answer it. So, um, the questions I get, I try to narrow them down to being something more specific about if they're saying, hey, did I leave money on the table? Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to ask for. You think there's a good combination? And I'll try to answer that as honestly as I can and say, I think you're asking for too much or I think you're doing too little or, or I think you're leaving money on the table. I have a very good friend who called me and was excited because they garnered a sponsorship and, and we talked about the details and he made the ask and they accepted it like that. Yep. And I'm telling you right now, he left money on the table, but he was happy with it. Um, so good for him. Uh, and that's probably, you know, where it needs to be at. If you think it's a good deal and the company thinks it's a good, it's like buying a car. If everybody thinks they got a good deal, maybe you don't want to know the dirty secrets behind it. If you're happy, you're happy. 
And sometimes you just have to feel that way, honestly. You've got to let go of the fact that maybe I left money on the table, maybe I didn't, but it's what I asked for, it's what I got, and we're going to do this thing, and we'll if, if, it, if it turns out to be more effort than value, then we'll go back to the table next year. But we've got to make the best of it now because if we don't do it well, we won't get back to the table next year. So we are putting together a plan, a proposal, if you will, getting it out to potential. And you want to identify the people you want to partner with, too, and, and maybe not have the same avenues and not have the same runs to the people like, you know, the, the guy you're wearing on your hat. There. I mean, everybody sees Yeti around anymore. And there's there seems to be like that uh, stalwart group of people everybody wants to get sponsorship run, uh, from. So maybe you can whittle it down a couple tiers, get a couple more uh, partners, and do it that way versus just trying to go right at the top of Mount Rushmore. I agree with that completely. And you know what, guys? If you don't have a sponsor, I will tell you that going after the sponsors of people of other teams is probably not the best way to go about it. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times Yeti gets a contact about sponsorship. They'll they'll find you. A company like that that's already involved in barbecue, for the most part, they'll find you. Um, go find somebody like them. You know, and I see guys that are getting other cooler ships, cooler sponsorships, and good for them. But that's kind of the way to do it. Don't go. Don't have an original idea. Go after somebody that's similar, or go after somebody for a product you already use and love, and tell them why you use and love it, and tell them how it would be beneficial to be promoted in the barbecue arena. Um, that's the thing to do with it. Proposals, and then once you get the sponsorship, prepare to put in the work during the yes. season so you can get renewed season after season, hopefully. And communicate and keep keep your name in front of them with weekly or monthly or quarterly reports of what you're doing for them so they know where their money's going, so they feel good about what you're doing. Um, pitch them ideas. You know, Sherry and I pitched that idea where we were trading bottles of Grease Lightning, and we didn't know if they'd take it, and they loved it in the end. Um, we called it a, an amnesty program, and we had a great time with it there for a couple of years. It was great. Um, but you can you can pitch them ideas. Most of the time, they're going to say no, but once in a while, they might take it. But but get involved with them. You know, give them feedback, things like that. Tell them things you could use to hand out to teams that would keep their name in front of them. You can you can actually be involved in it. Do what you say you're going to do, but perhaps go above and beyond. Right. Yes. Above and beyond. You've always got to give more than you promise. Come on. You always have to make them feel like you are providing value. All right. So it does seem like, you know, we're, we're like business 101 here. But if you keep getting the same questions, we got to have a place where people can go listen to the great knowledge that is disseminated across the barbecue universe. And that's why Rod Gray and I are here for you people for crying out loud. What do we have to do? Spell it all out? Fine, we did that this time. Spell it all out, they did. Believe it or not, there is a whole untouched segment of this sponsorship show with Rod Gray. And if you head over to the BBQCentralShow.com, there will be a link in the show notes that it's going to get you right there. Go get that other segment. The first segment is Virgin Territory. If you haven't heard this, there's a lot of great information in there. So much so that it may even become another best moment show. Would you like to get that? Shoot me an email, John J O N at the BBQ Central Show.com, and I can make that happen, I think. Don't forget while you're over at the BBQ Central Show.com, subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show via podcast. You will never miss an episode of this show or the really big Barbecue Central Show again. Thank you so much for checking it out. Until next time, I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.